Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison was on 60 Minutes last night with Scott Pelley. Here's a portion of that interview as he talks about the Derek Chauvin trial. Gratitude, um, humility, followed by a certain sense of, I'll say, satisfaction. It's what we were aiming for the whole time. I spent 16 years as a criminal defense lawyer, so I will admit I felt a little bad for the defendant. I think he deserved to be convicted, but he's a human being. I'm not in any way wavering from my responsibility, but I hope we never forget that people who are defendants in our criminal justice system, that they're, they're, they're human beings, they're people. I mean, George Floyd was a human being. And so I'm not going to ever forget that everybody in this process is a person. I was never convinced we were going to win this case until we heard the verdicts of guilty. I remember what happened in the Rodney King case when I was a pretty young man, a young lawyer. And I remember how devastated I felt when I heard that the jury acquitted those officers. Whenever an officer is charged with an offense, particularly when the, the victim is a, is a person of color, it's just rare that there's any, any accountability. And so there was every moment of this case, I thought, what are we missing? What haven't we done? We never thought we could play the video and sit down. We always knew we had to put on a full case and act as if we didn't have a video. We made sure that the witnesses could carry it. Mr. McMillan. You swear or affirm the penalty of perjury? 61-year-old guy, didn't know George Floyd, and he came in there and he cried on the witness stand. Oh my God. <sighs> Attorney General Ellison talked about the makeup of the jury. Two what I would call traditional African Americans, you know, people like me, there were two African immigrants. There were uh, two um, folks who were uh, mixed race, who had, uh, I think, an African descendant parent and a white parent. And then the, the, the white jurors were very diverse too. You know, some of them were working class. Others were very highly educated folks. Use your common sense. Ellison told Pelly he would not call this a hate crime. I wouldn't call it that because hate crimes are crimes where there's an explicit motive and, uh, of bias. We don't have any evidence that Derek Chauvin factored in uh, George Floyd's race as he did what he did. We only charged those crimes that we had evidence to, that we could put in front of a jury to prove. If we'd have had a witness that told us that Derek Chauvin made a racial reference, we might have charged him with a hate crime. But I would have needed a witness to say that on the stand. We didn't have it, so we didn't do it. In our society, there is a social norm that killing certain kinds of people is more tolerable than other kinds of people. In order for us to stop and pay serious attention to this case and be outraged by it, it's not necessary that Derek Chauvin had specific racial in intent uh, to harm George Floyd. The fact is, we know that through housing patterns, through employment, through wealth, through a whole range of other things, uh, so often people of color, black people, end up with uh, harsh treatment from law enforcement. Um, and other folks doing the exact same thing just don't. If an officer doesn't throw 
a white neurologist in Eden Prairie, Minnesota to the ground and doesn't uh, uh, sit on top of his neck. Is he doing it because this is a fellow white brother? No, he's doing it because he thinks this is an important person and if I treat them badly, uh, somebody's gonna ask me about this. This person probably has lawyers, they probably knows the governor, he probably knows, he has connections, I can look at the way he's dressed and the way he talks that he's probably quote unquote somebody. And so that's really what it's about. 60 Minutes wanted to know why Chauvin assaulted George Floyd. Well, that's a question we've spent a lot of time asking ourselves. And uh, all we could come up with is what we could divine from his body language and his demeanor. And what we saw is that the crowd was demanding that he get up and that he was staring right back at them defiantly. You don't tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. You people have no control over me. I'm going to show you. Ellison says the videos were important in reaching a conviction. I don't know if it was just the witness's statements. I have to say to you that it was, I think it was an indispensable piece of this case. Ellison goes on to explain why Chauvin continued staying on George Floyd's neck even in the face of videos. I think that um, if he looks at history, he has every reason to believe that he would never be held accountable. There had never been anyone in Minnesota, convict, any police officer convicted of second-degree murder in the history of our state. So this was um, precedent-setting in that way. So history was on his side. He goes on to say that George Floyd bears no responsibility for what happened that day. He doesn't. Take a seat. I'm going to die, man. You need to take a seat right now. The fact is, is that police officers are paid and trained to deal with people who are having problems. And if they're allowed to use deadly force on people who are just having a bad day, then, they're, then we're going to be in a very, very lethal situation. We need officers who have the judgment and the ability to discern what somebody is going through so that people survive these encounters. George Floyd was not armed. He never threatened a soul. He never struck out on, against anybody. He did everything the officer said, except he had claustrophobia and anxiety and couldn't bring himself to get in that car. How could Chauvin justify being on him three minutes after he had no pulse? How can he justify not rendering CPR? How can he justify not heeding George Floyd's 27 requests to be able to breathe? I can't breathe, he said 27 times. How can he just ignore that? So I'm hard pressed to find how George Floyd uh, bears responsibility for what happened here. I think it is important for the court to not go light or heavy. I don't know if it's right for a judge to send a message through a sentence because the sentence should be tailored to the offense, tailored to the circumstances of the case. Look, the state never wanted revenge against Derek Chauvin. We just wanted accountability. That's Attorney General Keith Ellison with Scott Pella yesterday on 60 Minutes, and this is KMOJ.